are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? Always wonderful. And might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. And there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got a crazy crossover today. It's Division Day, so Ryan Latica, host of Lockdown Rockies, is hopping on the pod today, and I'm going to be grilling him about his favorite team. What is the plan for the franchise moving forward after trading Nolan Arenado? Is Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman next? Is their rotation good enough to get them into the playoffs? Ryan Latica is going to answer all those questions and more, but first... If your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want to reach men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I rate to the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, here is that crossover between Ryan Latica and I. All right, Locked On listeners, fans, it's crossover time. Me, Locked On Diamondbacks, and we got who with us today? Uh, I'm Ryan Latica <laughs> with the Locked On Rockies podcast. That's, I'm excited to join you, Millard. That's right. We're doing a crazy crossover today. Rockies times D-backs, previewing the season, and I'm starting it off by asking Ryan some questions about the Rockies uh, season, you know, their 2021 season, their off season. And I want to start here, Ryan, uh, looking at their off season moves. I mean, we all know about the Nolan Arenado trade, but it's kind of hard to find some other deals they made this season. It looks like they made some minor league deals with Greg Bird and CJ Cron, but were there any really notable splashes that you can talk to about the Rockies off season? You know, honestly, that's been kind of a, uh, a point of contention along Rockies fans um, over the last couple of years, not just this past offseason, Miller, but uh, this was the second consecutive offseason where the Rockies did not sign a major league contract. Um, the only moves that the Rockies made this offseason were minor league deals. Um, yeah, you know, most notably, as you mentioned, um, signing CJ Crone, um, you know, Greg Bird, who had been with the New York Yankees, um, you know, and also they also picked up Connor Joe as well, who is uh, more of a uh, maybe not as well known, mm -hmm. um, but he has spent time with the Dodgers and the Giants over the last couple of years as well. Um, but the Rockies have not made a they have not signed a player to a guaranteed major league free agent deal since Daniel Murphy a couple of years ago. Um, and this is, you know, kind of kind of um, an overarching point um, to show how little the Rockies have really kind of done to improve the team since Nolan, since they were able to lock up Nolan Arenado to that extension. And, um, you know, that's kind of, you know, in my mind where the relationship started to sour between Arenado and the front office is, you know, the, the lack of, you know, trying to improve the team since they were able to get him to agree to assign that deal. 
Yeah, and Daniel Murphy, he's retired now. So I, I don't know how good of a signing that was anymore. But what is the plan for this Rockies organization now? Uh, Nolan Arenado's gone. How do you guys pick up the pieces and move forward? Honestly, you know, and that's another thing that a lot of people are wondering, you know, what what is the plan for the Rockies moving forward? Because, you know, at this point, at this moment in time, it doesn't honestly seem like they have a clear plan moving forward. I mean, at least it's not clear to me. It's not clear to a lot of the national media members as well. Um, And, you know, essentially after trading Nolan Arenado, you'll remember in that in that press conference, the the Rockies ownership, Dick Monfort and their general manager, Jeff Breidich, still, you know, hold that this is a contending team. They're still trying to contend. Um, and I, you know, I honestly don't see how that can happen. They, their offense has already been one of the worst offenses in major league baseball over the last couple of years. And all they did was subtract this offseason. They lost their best player. They also lost David Dahl, who has been a, a key contributor on offense when he's healthy. And now granted that hasn't been a whole lot. David Dahl has had really rough luck when it comes to injuries, but all they've done this offseason was subtract except for, you know, adding a couple pieces on minor league deals. Um, but, you know, that, that's honestly a great question. One, I don't really have the answer to at this point, um, you know, what the long term plan is for this organization. Yeah. So is it fire sale time then in Colorado? Trevor Story, there's been, you know, rumors that maybe he does get moved. He's going to be due for an extension pretty soon. And he's a hell of a player. So we know he's going to get a pretty fat contract whenever he reups. And Charlie Blackman, he's been there for years, but maybe it's time to move on and send them to greener pastures. Yeah, with with Trevor Story, I mean, so Trevor Story is going to be a free agent at the end of this upcoming season. He's, he's mm. only signed through the 2021 season, and more than likely, this will be his last season in a Rockies uniform. It was tweeted out by John Heyman last week that the Rockies don't even really have the budget to extend Trevor Story somehow, which was really kind of the whole point of trading Nolan Arenado away was to try and free up some payroll to be able to extend Trevor's story. Now, obviously, you know, the the whole, you know, I mentioned the relationship between Arnato and the front office was really the biggest part of that. But, you know, fans were really kind of expecting, all right, well, Nolan's gone. At least we'll be able to hopefully, you know, extend Trevor's story. But now it doesn't even seem like they have the budget to do that. Um, so Trevor's story is probably going to be gone at, you know, at, at least after this upcoming season, if, if they don't train him beforehand, um, Charlie Blackman, uh, he's still signed through a couple more years, I believe. Um, but I mean, with Charlie Blackman, I mean, he'll, he'll be here, uh, through this upcoming year. Um, I'd have to check. I don't totally remember the, the terms of his contract and when exactly it's up. Um, but I, I don't, I don't expect Charlie Blackman will be traded. He's a fan favorite. They like Charlie Blackman out there. Um, but at least with Trevor's story, I would expect that this will be his last year because I mean, even if the Rockies did have the budget to extend Trevor's story, I don't understand why, you know, I don't see why Trevor's story would want to stick around after seeing this whole Nolan Arenado situation unfold. Yeah. If this is his last season, then you almost have to trade him. You can't just let him walk out the door for nothing. Pretty much. You got to get some kind of return. So do you think they will maybe make a midseason move and trade Trevor story then? Cause are you going to just let him walk out the door and just let him leave for nothing? Honestly, um, I would expect, yeah, if, if the Rockies are, you know, what, out of the realm of contention at the trade deadline. And, you know, Trevor story has had conversations with the, with the, with the leadership regime in the front office. Um, I would expect, you know, them to trade Trevor story at the deadline. Um, but I mean, what we, what we heard from that press conference after they traded Nolan Arenado is that they still believe that this team can contend. 
Um, they still believe it. They wholeheartedly believe it. I have no idea why in the face of overwhelming facts and, and, and odds, you know, that point to the contrary, they still believe that this is a contending team. Um, and so I don't really know how you justify trading Nolan Arenado in that sense. Um, but if teams believe that they can contend, they don't trend, they don't trade their superstars away. So it would not surprise me in the least to see Trevor Story walk at the end of this offseason, at the end of this upcoming season for nothing. It, it, it honestly would not surprise me at all. Yeah, and hopefully the Rockies are smart enough where they do move him if they are going to just let him walk because it, it just doesn't make any sense for a franchise to let uh, a caliber player like Trevor Story to walk out the door for nothing. But if they do believe they're contenders, maybe it's because of their rotation because the Rockies top three starters last season finished uh, Jermaine Marquez, Kyle Freeland and Antonio Senzantella. That is they finished top three or not top three. They finished top 10 in innings pitched in 2020. So is that trio of starters good enough to maybe get this Rockies team into wild card contention? Ryan will tell you his thoughts on the Rockies rotation in just a second. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because we have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the best, amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. But now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup. I'm looking at German chocolate cake versus that salted caramel. I like both of these, but I'm going to have to lean toward the German chocolate cake because I'm more of a dessert than a caramel kind of guy. I'm more of a cake than a caramel kind of guy. And if you want to go vote, just go to BuiltBar.com or go to their Twitter page at Built underscore Bar on Twitter. And remember, use that promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who is the best tasting protein bar. We're covering everything you need to know about the D-backs, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Broskowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow Locked On Today Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Let's get back to that conversation between Ryan Latica and I. Um, well, the short answer to that question is no. I don't mm. think that I, I don't think, and, and that's not an indictment on them. It's it's an indictment on how bad the offense is. Mm. No amount of starting, you know, starting pitching is going to drag this offensive core to the playoffs. This off this offensive core was bad even with Nolan Arenado's standout year, you know, year in and year out, you know, offensive performance. But now Arenado is gone. So is David Dahl. They have not done anything to improve the offense. Um, up to this point, but, you know, to, to more your question about the rotation, I mean, you know, it is, it, you know, it, it is encouraging to see, um, you know, guys specifically Antonio Senzatella who really had a breakout 2020 season. Uh, he posted 1.1, uh, wins above replacement, according to fan graphs that, that matched his 2018 total. Um, but I mean, Senzatella, he posted a career low 344, ERA last year, um, you know, a, a, a ground ball percentage over 50%. I'm looking at the stats right now. He's never been a huge strikeout guy, um, but Antonio Sensatella by far and away in 2020, that was his best year of his career. 
Um, and, you know, obviously the Rockies are going to be looking for Sensatella to replicate that. You know, another another huge, you know, reason for Sensatella's success this year as I'm looking at the stats is his, his career low uh, walks per nine as well, only 2.2 walks per nine. So he's not walking guys. He doesn't strike out, strike out a whole lot of guys, um, but he uses that pinpoint control. He, you know, he has that great curveball as well, um, you know, that that has really worked for him uh, at the major league level, not unlike, you know, guys like Kyle Freeland, you know, Sensatella and Kyle Freeland both are not huge strikeout guys, um, but we saw Kyle Freeland kind of rebound from that really tough 2019 season where he actually was sent down um, in the middle of the year. 2020 was a much better year for Kyle. Uh, the ERA came down from 673 to 433 in 2020. He posted one, uh, you know, one wins above replacement uh, according to fan graphs. Um, and we saw the walk rate come down for Kyle as well. Um, you know, so Kyle, you know, that's Kyle Freeland and Sensatella both kind of rebounding um, and, you know, showing some promise for the upcoming 2021 season. Herman Marquez, on the other hand, has been a little bit troubling. Um, the recent, you know, the recent performance for Herman Marquez, I'm not really sure what's going on here, but mm. since 2018, Herman Marquez has always been a huge strikeout guy for the Rockies. Him and John Gray both have been great in that regard. But Herman Marquez in 2018, a strikeouts per nine of over 10 in 2019, that number dropped to 9.05. And then in 2020, it dropped even further down to eight strikeouts per nine. So I'm not really sure what the, what the deal is. I'm not sure if the Rockies coaching staff is trying to convert him into a pitch to contact guy which would make absolutely no sense. And it would be a very bad idea, um, especially considering that, you know, pitching at a place like Coors Field for half your game, strikeouts are a very valuable weapon for a starting pitcher. Um, so for Herman Marquez, it is a little bit concerning to see the strikeout numbers continually drop, uh, drop like this. Um, the one really kind of, you know, promising thing that I'm that I'm seeing here on fan graphs is the ground ball percentage actually went up a little bit from 2019 to 2020 back up to over 50 percent um, so he's still getting ground balls but the strikeouts per nine is really the most concerning factor for Herman Marquez yeah and just thinking about your pitchers Kyle Freeland Senzantella, like you said both of them had pretty good maybe even breakout seasons in 2020 so are you a little bit worried maybe they were outlier years or maybe fluke years because i mean 2020 covid season it was a weird year no fans in the stadium do you are, are you a little concerned that maybe it was just an outlier year in a pretty weird season um no i'm not super concerned for either one of them uh mostly because i mean we saw what kyle freeland was able to do over a full bodies uh, a full season's body of work in 2018 when he finished fourth in the cy young voting in 2018 led the rockies to that wild card win over the chicago cubs um, in the 2018 season, he posted um, a 285 ERA, which was, um, if I remember correctly, the lowest by a qualified starter in Rockies history. Um, mm. uh, only uh, it was it was Marvin Freeman, I believe, in the 19. Uh, it was in the late 90s. Marvin Marvin Freeman posted a 288 ERA. I think it was actually in 1994. Um, that might've been in the strikeout, the strike shortened season. I'd have to check on that. Don't quote me on that. Um, okay. But Marvin Freeman with a 288 ERA um, and Kyle Freeland broke that record in 2018 with a 285. Um, and, you know, again, Kyle Freeland had a really rough year in 2019. There's no doubt about it, but, you know, we saw him kind of, you know, come back up, uh, come back up from that terrible year in 2019 
um, with a pretty solid year last year. Again, he posted, you know, one wins above replacement last year, brought the ERA down by over two runs. Um, and so for Kyle Freeland, you know, I mean, he's obviously a huge part of this rotation, obviously having grown up pitched in, in Colorado, going to Thomas Jefferson. Um, but, you know, with Kyle Freeland, he's obviously, again, a huge part of this rotation. So is uh, Antonio Senzatella. Um, and it's super encouraging to see Senzatella break out in such a way that he did in 2020. So you talked a lot about the offense and how bad it's been the last couple of years, but we know Nolan Arenado is not there anymore. That's also going to hurt the offense. But do you have any hope for this offense in 2021? I mean, you still got Story, still got Blackman. CJ Cron's not a sexy name, but he could get you 25 to 30 home runs. Ian Desmond, he's back. He's reinstated. Do you think maybe he makes an impact? And do you have any hope for this offense in 2021? You will hear Ryan's thoughts about the Rockies offense in just a second. But first, I want to talk to you guys about BetOnline because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Now let's get back to that conversation between Ryan and I. Well, to start out, Ian Desmond is not back. I just want to let you know, he he opted out of the 2021 season. Um, So we will not have Ian Desmond um, this year. And, you know, honestly, for the offense, that is actually a good sign. Um, You know, I, you know, and I I recorded a whole episode about Ian Desmond um, a couple weeks ago. Um, But Ian Desmond, I mean, he's obviously a a phenomenal human being. He does a lot of great work in the community um, and when and with his NF cause, Um, but you know, with Ian Desmond, he has never been a super, you know, standout player on the, on the baseball field for the Colorado Rockies. Um, but I mean, you know, just to get, just to throw some numbers at you here. Um, I mean, the Rockies since the 2019 season, you know, I don't like to, you know, just take 2020 by itself just because it was such a fluky year, only 60 games, but since 2019, the Rockies have posted a collective 13.1 offensive fan graph wins above replacement. And that's better than only the Orioles the Pirates, the Rangers, the Marlins, and the Tigers, Um, you know, and they've also posted an 84 WRC plus weighted runs created plus, which is Fangraph's offensive uh, park adjusted metric where hundred is league average and anything worse than hundred is that percent worse than league average. Um, They've also the 12th highest strikeout rate in the league since the 2019 season. Um, so, I mean, and the, and, you know, the fact is all they did was subtract from that off season, from that offense, this past off season, again, with losing Arenado, losing David Dahl, um, you know, obviously, you know, they, they made a couple of nice signings there. I believe, you know, three or four years too late with Greg bird and CJ crone, um, you know, obviously hoping that, you know, if, if they do crack the major league roster that they can kind of pre, you know, provide, you know, some kind of lift for this offense. But I mean, just the fact that, you know, this, this offense has been bad, even with Nolan Arenado and David Dahl on it, just the just because the front office is not built around the star core of players that they've had. 
Um, and now losing Arnado, that's a huge part of this offense that's gone. So I would expect it to be even worse in 2021 than it has been over the last couple of years. Yeah, and looking at a lot of the team stats from last year, the Rockies and D-backs are pretty much neck and neck at the bottom of most NL uh you know, scoring stats, you know, when it comes to run scored and average and OBP, the the Rockies and D-backs were pretty much neck and neck fighting for last place. But one of the bright spots for this Rockies team last year was the comeback of Daniel Bard. So I want to know, is he still going to be the closer for you guys in 2021? Um, honestly, I would expect, um, I would expect probably at least to start out this season. Daniel Bard had a really tremendous comeback season, um, in 2020, as you mentioned, um, pitching for the first time since 2013. Um, and you know, he, he finished the year as the Rockies closer when Wade Davis, um, really kept just continued to have these struggles and was eventually designated for assignment by the Rockies. Um, but you know, Daniel Bard posted a 365 ERA. He really was able to bring the strikeouts back last year as well. 27 strikeouts against just 10 walks. Um, but I would not expect Daniel Bard to remain the closer throughout this upcoming season only because Scott Oberg is coming back and Oberg has really kind of filled that role for the Rockies um, over the last few years. Um, or I guess, I guess I should say kind of the, the main setup guy, you know, seeing as Wade Davis has kind of filled that role for the Rockies over the last few years, but Scott Oberg has been one of the Rockies most consistent pitchers since the 2017 season. He's posted an ERA plus over a hundred um, each of the last three full seasons, obviously in 2020, he had the issue with the blood clots um, in his arm, which was kind of scary. Um, but I mean, by all accounts, he's back at spring training. He looks, he looks ready to go um, in 2019, you know, in 2018 and 2019, you know, both an ERA uh, under three at 245 and 225 the last couple of years, um, you know, 57 strikeouts in 2018, 58 strikeouts in 2019. So if he can regain any kind of this form, I would expect Scott Oberg to kind of take the take the reins on the closer position for the Rockies and, you know, kind of shift Daniel Bard back into that, you know, main setup guy in the in the seventh and eighth inning. Okay, because I just love the Daniel Bard story. I mean, how often do we see a guy leave baseball, you know, in his prime and come back in the mid 30s and reinvent himself and, you know, put his career back on track? I mean, he used to be a flamethrower with the Red Sox before they tried to convert him into a starter. So I'm glad to see him back in baseball and just uh, making an impact once again, because he used to be really good when he first broke into the league. But I'm going to ask you later on in the pod, your expectations overall for this Rockies team. But I do want to ask you one final question. Are there any young guys on this Rockies roster we should keep an eye out, uh, keep an eye out for? It doesn't have to be a top prospect. If you want to name one, you can. But it could just be a guy, you know, maybe he's 26, 27, who hasn't popped yet, but you think could be in line for a big breakout season. Yeah, honestly, um, really kind of the main player that I would point to to fit this to fit this mold would be Brendan Rogers. Now, Brendan Rogers was the Rockies former first round pick of the 2015 MLB draft, um, but he has not been able to make a meaningful impact for the major league club ever since then. I mean, he made his major league debut in 2019. He only appeared in 25 games, only appeared in seven games last year. Um, but you'll remember from the 2015 draft, um, Brendan Rogers was drafted third overall. Um, and he was drafted right behind guys, you know, Dansby Swanson, Alex Bregman, um, you know, Kyle Tucker and Andrew Benintendi were also part of that draft, as were Paul DeYoung, you know, guys like Ian Happ. All these guys from the 2015 draft have really had the chance to make a huge impact uh, with their major league club. Um, but Brendan Rodgers has not had that opportunity. Um, you know, he's, he only has 32 major league games under his belt. And granted, he has dealt with, um, you know, 
a significant amount of injuries over the last couple of years as well that have kind of limited his playing time in that regard as well. But um, I mean, you know, it was said by Bud Black himself on, on MLB Network Radio, I believe, earlier this offseason. Brendan Rodgers has nothing left to prove in the minor leagues. It's time for Brendan Rodgers to really kind of take this next step. And the trade of Nolan Arenado really opens up a spot for Brendan Rodgers on a daily basis with this club at second base. Because by all likelihood, you, you'd imagine that Ryan McMahon will shift over to third base to take over for Arenado. Um, and Brendan Rodgers will have that have that that everyday opportunity at the second base position to to really kind of you know prove uh, you know to prove what he can do and and hopefully take his take his game to the next step um, and you know create and have that lasting impact on the club that you know we've seen other guys from his same draft class um, have with their organizations. So certainly look out for Brendan Rodgers to make that that huge impact with the Rockies in 2020. Hopefully he'll be able to take his offensive talents to the next level. Yeah, looking at uh, just his minor league stats on baseball reference, pretty much since he broke into the league, he's been rated by Baseball America. Major League Baseball is pretty much a top 30 prospect ever since 2016. So if this guy can make a a big impact for you guys in 2021, I'm not saying guys are going to be in playoff contention, but, you know, maybe give you guys some hope for the future because if you guys are going to start doing a fire sale with Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman, at least you got one core piece you guys can start to build around. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Shout out to Ryan for this amazing crossover. And remember, Fantasy Baseball Addicts, you now have a new resource to help give you an advantage in your leagues. Locked on Fantasy Baseball. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Season-long fantasy, dynasty leagues, DFS, Lockdown Fantasy Baseball covers it all. Subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts. And come back tomorrow because I'd even finish the conversation between Ryan Latica and I. So be on the lookout for part two tomorrow where we give our predictions for the NL West. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Deuces!